let's force a fill up on the track, you know. Sometimes when people be casting spells, you just gotta tell them like it is. Don't tap in all your mana cause you're casting a spell. Double checking on your colors, making sure they look swell. But then your senses slip some dangerous, familiar smell. I tap my pair of islands and then I flash my counter spell. I said, hey, cast affinity, more like a force of wills. I got the blue cost of pitch and the instinct to kill. Try to melt out my board while I'm clearing my throat. And I'll counter your spell and simultaneously say no. Try to flip your Delva, trigger stays on the stack. Predicting away your card, I'm a fortune teller who's cracked. Packing all this kind of magic, yeah, you can call me the goat. Blast on traps, on reps back up while I am straight telling you no. Be treating the angels, what it do? Force and fill, my force of negation, encapsulating all the haters who waiting as I bait them to play around daisies, but they miscalculating. Cause while they straying, I'm staying to prey on them, and I tell them no. I straight up tell them no. Oh, wait one second, no, no, straight up tell them no, no, cast whatever spell you want, I'll hit it with fork, triple mystic sanctuary lays you down in the morgue, looping cards out of the yard, absorb your soul, ignites a spark, draw your cards, go for broke, try to combo, I'll tell you no, getting frisky with your mana, but in response, I'll make a stamina, and when you say that I got lucky, in response, your deck is clunky, sucks this up, but that's what you do, confirm suspicions, get a clue, Veil of Summer, that's so cute. Swans are singing, fuck a tutus. Loading up the stack like we was making some nachos. Fluster storms are coming, best be grabbing your poncho. If you try to come at me and then you acting all macho, I'ma slip through space up in your face and lick my lips and tell you straight, no, no, no. Straight up tell you no, no, no. Uh, wait one second, no, no, no. I straight up tell you no, no, no. Straight up tell you no, no, no. Uh, wait one second, no, 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 I'm just saying, if they be casting up tell you, no, 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 you gotta tell them like it is, no, 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 they ain't resolving no spells, uh, wait one second, no, straight up terminus the shit out of your board, straight up, I will terminus the shit out your board, no, no, don't be coming at me casting spells, Hello and welcome to Eternal Durals. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Phil Blackman. Phil, how's it going, man? Bro, it's going good. It's going well. It's going great. It's going grand. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, so this week, uh, you know, you got pre-releases and then new Capetta comes out. I think we can just say from the jump, I don't think this set is going to affect Legacy in any in any real way. Uh, let me uh, caveat that after our spoiler review, or our set review, rather. Yeah. I've... I've gone way higher on ledger shredder than oh yeah <laughs> I, I i i do think that i i think ledger shredder ledger shredder is a lot better than where we gave it credit for uh i actually think that card has more legs than we think i i, I don't think it's going to see play i, I think it'll see like fringy play at most yeah. but you know we really dunked on the the set as a whole in terms of legacy playability it was like just that graveyard hate card and that was it yeah, uh, I mean, I literally, think, like, we were, I was scrounging through. I think we picked 40 cards, and, like, really, I only think, like, there are maybe three or four that are truly yeah. legacy playable. After we talk through it, I don't think any of them actually are going to stick, but I think that the closest one is Ledger Shredder because the combination of being able to turn on Delirium, enable Graveyard Shenanigans, get out of bolt range really quickly, and it's also a large flying threat that can continuously get large. The, the only thing that it asks you to do is play spells, and yeah. then it gives you selection to continue playing more spells. 
And then it will also pay off if your opponent plays spells. So all, all together, it doesn't really ask much of you. And it's a, a, a two mana flyer that fairy or Sprite Dragon has already shown that that space can exist in the format. Right now it's priced out because there's more powerful things going on. But hey, if bans happen and you know the format gets a little shakeup, I could see people experimenting with it because like we talked about, as long as DRC is in the format and DRC Bobble is a play pattern that you can play with, Ledger Splatter Bobble is a way to make it out of bolt range, go. make it big, draw a card, draw a second card. Like it's pretty good. So yep. I think that card is going to be the best card in this set at, aside from that graveyard hate card, the hearse, but that's about it. Yeah. What was that? Unlicensed hearse or something like that? Unlicensed hearse. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I mean, I dig that card. As soon as I saw it, I was like, Ooh, this could be the Dermo taxi that uh, we didn't, we didn't get from, uh, you know, like Dermo taxi was just like not good enough. I think Dermo taxi, I think we knew Dermo taxi wasn't going to do it. I, I wanted think, it I think to we, be, man. I, I, yeah, I think we, we really liked the idea of it doing something, but we, we knew deep down that. Yeah. I think Dermotaxi's biggest pitfall is that it's uh, you need to tap two creatures to make it a creature. If it was just like crew X, like that would be one creature that you could crew X for. So I don't yeah, know. Too many hoops. Yeah, too, too many hoops. Too many, hoops. Le- too many dudes. Thinking about Ledger Shredder in particular, cards that require you to do other things to make them good never really actually get there. Like yeah. I can't think of any card that like the only cards that actually get there for you doing other things are stuff that you would be doing anyway. Yeah. So that's why like, I like the idea of Ledger Shredder actually making it because it's asking you to do something that you would already want to do or are already doing. So it's not asking you to actually jump through any hoops, like the hoops that you're jumping through or something that you're already doing. So it's not really a hoop, you know, it's just rewarding you for doing the thing. It's like, it's like why Delve is always busted. It's like, yeah, it turns out I'm always going to put cards in the yard anyway. What's the, what's the classic sale line? I'm losing money by not buying this, right? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so we, we say all that to say this, let's talk about the state of legacy and kind of, you know, for, I think, I think we want to approach this episode as like, not so much like we want these cards banned, but like the format's a bit stagnant. I think we've seen plenty of blue, red Delver, blue, red Delver seems to be an issue at the, at the present. What needs to change to make the format a bit healthier right now? And I think, unfortunately, that is that it's always going to come down to a ban discussion. We're not going to unban stuff, right? Yeah, I, I think one thing that every ban discussion in Legacy, including whenever Watsi actually talks about it, the one thing that's never actually established is what the the goal of the format is. They ban things for power level. They ban things for diversity reasons. They ban things for being oppressive. There isn't really a clear cut goal for the format. I mean, they ban cards for being unfun, right? Like, of course, yeah. Top was not banned. Top. Yeah. Right, T- top was not banned for top was not power a power reason. It was right? because people were sick of going to time in tournaments. It was right? a logistics reason, right? It was like this card is is not fun to play against, therefore we don't want it in the format. Deathrite Shaman, all these cards are obviously very powerful, but like Deathrite Shaman was banned for homogenization purposes. Yeah. Renin Six was banned for power level purposes. Oh, Underworld Breach was obviously banned for power level purposes. The, the gambit of like why cards go is so wide. Yeah. that it's tough to figure out like when figuring out what cards should go. I, I feel like the, the discussion kind of gets lost in the weeds of like, we're not all trying to get to the same goal because we don't have a stated goal yeah. for the format. Which- I was actually saying something to, so a buddy of mine just got back into magic and he was talking to me about, about modern. And I was telling him about how like the modern band list exists and it's the, the philosophy of modern has changed over time. Not to make this a, talk, let's talk about modern conversation, but initially modern's philosophy was no consecutive, no like consistent turn three kills and no boogeymen from other formats, right? So that then you lose stuff like Bitter Blossom and Seething Song goes because of, of you know, those, the former and the latter reasons, right? And That's Legacy doesn't, 
doesn't really have that. And and for for what's worth, yeah, modern doesn't have that anymore either. We're not worried about previous format boogeyman anymore because the collective conscious of of extended, which is what the boogeyman were referring to is is gone like nobody we know even ever played extended at this point no one even remembers that as a format for the most part the modern turn four like no kills before turn four like that's also gone too yeah decks are powerful enough that they can kill on turn three hammer has no problems goldfishing you on turn three yeah i think i think it comes down to now that there's a solid amount of interaction in the format and people know what to play to stop things like it's not it, it's it's less about being a turn three deck and more about being a turn three deck that consistently wins through an opponent's play patterns which i think is, is yeah, really I, the point of the point of the format now I, I think putting a hard and fast rule on no decks can win by this point is always going to be undercut because then like you have to say well they have to be decks that can't win on by this time consistently but then that just means that shit like belcher and grishel brand and whatever get to like sneak past what the 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 goal of the format is because they don't do it consistently enough and then it's like okay well how how do you even debate what you deem to be consistent enough right because then you can argue like that's fine like if a deck if a deck turn twos you occasionally like that's life you know like right but then you know. it's like okay if 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 a deck can uh, consistently turn to you 30 percent of the time okay well the majority of the time it's not going to do that yeah but if that ha- if that averages out over your match well then you mean to tell me every time i sit down against this match i'm gonna i'm gonna get turned to by it statistically so is that not enough you know yeah. and, and then and then th- 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 there's a whole debate on whether or not that's enough and that's like it, it, that's what i mean when we when there's these kinds of discussions they don't there's no actual definitive target set so everybody just we can just argue past each other we're and not actually that achieving to, it, you know and pushing that to legacy i i think that the the lines are even more blurred you know for sure uh, for so sure. you've got we don't want cards that make you to go to time right like that's that's a thing now we we realize I mean, that, like, I mean, the, if it takes well, too that, long to win as a deck I, is concerned they don't want that right they don't want that i mean i think that that can never actually be the crux of an argument like i feel like top is so unique in why it was banned a i don't think they're going to print other cards that do something anything similar like that but also that argument of we don't want cards to push people towards time it's like okay were well, you talking about online or in paper because yeah, well, it's about also paper, about ubiquity, ubiquity in the format too. Like that, it wasn't just that the deck was. It took long to win with. It was that you know a good portion of, the, of, of people were going to large in-person tournaments and making every other person in the tournament have to watch them play mirror matches. Oh uh, yeah, you I know, mean, forty minutes I, after the round was over, you know that's that's a problem. Yeah, I, I just mean that like the biggest defender for making rounds go to time are actually fetch lands. Because of all the extra shuffling sure. that they require, and, and so and they they fix that by saying we created a whole new format where there are no fetch lands. They were yeah, yeah. That, I mean, they, 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 like I, as much as I'm on the, I'm, I'm constantly on the side of like, yeah, fetch lands are busted, then they should go. I understand that they're Get not going to go, so like, it's totally fine. So like, we're, we're not going to, you know, we don't <laughs> yeah. have to like go on to that. But the argument of a card making games go too long, unless it's like a non-deterministic combo style deck where you're just like looping for you know 40 minutes but you can't actually prove a kill that's an issue but in terms of cards just like taking too long to play with that's just judges having to enforce the rules because there's never going to be an argument exactly to, for, for that as long as special lands are legal because they're the one that like shuffling is actually the biggest vendor in that in that regard right so anyway moving on actually one more point on that the other thing that tournaments should do like watsi should just instate draws are okay it is okay for there to be draws 
I think tournaments should incentivize not letting players ID, but yeah. draws themselves, it's okay if players draw, and if draws are just another reasonable outcome to be had because games can draw. Get rid, like if you want to speed up tournaments, get rid of five additional turns. Once time comes in, it's time, and it's a draw. And if a player wants to concede, they can concede. And I get that there's going to be some uh, I agree. issues yeah. in terms of... I get that there's going to be some there's issues. There's always going to be like some, some players, stalling, you know. Some players course, play yeah. faster than others, some stall. But in that case, because draws are then enabled, then allow for judges to actually be able to enforce low pay warnings more, ag- more aggressively and not have it be as... Like, change what the penalties are for it so you can more freely give them in okay. such a way where it's like if they accrue to a certain amount, it's like, okay, yeah, this person has a, a repetitive pattern of slow play without the judges feeling like they're being put on the spot but like the the rounds going 20 minutes over the over time or whatever is because it's untimed five five turns yeah get rid of that just get rid of that a lot of times games are not even going possibly decided in those five turns right like both players understand that they can't actually win in those five turns and they're just playing it out to then lay out the best case for why their opponent should concede it's it's not worth five anyway i'm I'm rambling so well let's 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 do this let's talk about the cards that we individually think could be on the chopping block why on the chopping block and then a total solution you know like uh, I, I think I have in in my head I have a correct amount of cards to to get the format back on track I think you probably do too so let's just start let's start with the with the elephant in the corner of the room Dave go for it I do not think you should ban Dave's I think that's crazy but a lot of people have been talking about it and I understand where they're coming from I think they're incorrect. I think days, uh, banning days is like a huge, huge way to just like make the format much more miserable for people by making combo, just incentivizing combo decks so that you're going from decks that aren't super interactive with each other to decks that are completely not interactive and you're barely playing Magic the Gathering anymore. Uh, yeah, I'm on the opposite side of that because I think Days is also enabling fast combo decks to be fast combo decks. It, 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 before I delve into like why I think Days is actually the, the easiest offender to get out of the format for several reasons, what are the other cards that are on your list that you think should go? Okay, cards I think I think probably should go. Total or just like just list the cards that yeah, they, I think like, we should be talking about, right? If, if there, there's a ban list happening tomorrow, what are the cards that you think should be on it? I would remove Oro because, and, and I'll explain why when we get to it uh Merktide Regent Ponder Expressive Iteration okay I think the ban list should be days in terms of getting the format to the point where Blue Red Delver isn't just the S tier deck like there are other things that you can be doing I think days is the first place to go to actually make a dent in the shell of why that deck is powerful not just cards that are powerful in that shell. So I agree that Murktide is giving the deck a different access that it otherwise doesn't have, right? It's just a big creature that only certain removal can, in the format, can get rid of it. And it chunks a lot faster than a bunch of the other things. For Expressive Iteration, yes, Expressive Iteration is obviously cracked. It's one of the best card draw spells they've ever made, but it's also replaceable. Is it replaceable at the same power level? Probably not, but it is replaceable in terms of it's a card advantage engine that can be played. Blue Red Delver players are already starting to pilot themselves towards beating the mirror, which means more card advantage, which means that some lists have already started to adopt Predict because it works alongside DRC and the Cantrip Suite. So far, I haven't seen many people in the community call for a DRC ban. DRC enables a lot of shit and it's going to be able to enable Predict. So if if, if we get rid of Expressive Iteration, the deck could exist as it is right now, swapping them for predict and still be 
quite powerful. Obviously not as powerful, like it would be a kick in the, in the shins, but it would be the same. It would be similar to Ragavan gets cut, is replaced by Delver. The deck stays ex functionally the same and still crushes people. I feel like it would be the same way because they recognize that, oh, Days being able to loop Mystic Sanctuaries to pick up a card advantage engine is actually really powerful. And turns out Mystic Sanctuary also can enable Days or, or enable Predict, which then here's, turns here's the- my, Here's my gripe about, about like not getting rid of ex expressive iteration. DRC, a problem, of course. But if we don't get rid of expressive iteration, there is literally no other reason to not play a blue-red version of Delver. You're not seeing any Sultai Delver. You're certainly not seeing any Bant Delver. I refute that as a, a desirable goal. <laughs> to get to other flavors of Delver, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, if you're saying we're, we're, we're not seeing other flavors of this shell because this is the best thing to do in the shell, then the, the play patterns of whether or not you play against Grixis or Blue-Red or, or Rug or, or Bug, there's some difference in, like, sideboard cards. Are they going for a combination of discard spells or are they going for additional fatties? Like, okay, cool. The shell of the deck is the same. It's a well, fish my, threat my wasteland thesis, days. Like, my it's, thesis that, that's here, my thesis here on 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 why that matters is that I think the format is at its most healthy when there are several different Delver decks playing to play. And I, not that not that I'm saying that, that they don't take up the same portion of the meta, but when there is just one Delver deck to play, you're seeing all of the exact same cards every single time you play against that deck. And the play patterns might be the same, but you're playing Magic the Gathering. The game is a the game is a box in and of itself, so you're going to be seeing a lot of the same cards in Legacy anyhow because we're choosing the most powerful cards. But when you have you know Sultai Delver and it's doing its thing with Tombstalkers or whatever, and then you have Rug Delver and that deck is playing a completely different play pattern than blue red delver because it's playing a more reactive strategy i think that that's where you know like i'm not saying you have to play delver to, for the format to be healthy but i'm saying that if you go to a tournament and somebody turn one plays a delver of secrets and they're using volcanic island that's fine but if someone turn one plays delver of secrets off of an island that's a whole different game man bro i don't mean to be the bearer of bad news but that the world that you're describing doesn't exist and hasn't existed for a long time. It's true. It, well, that's and, what I'm saying. Like, I think that's what, what we need to do is move back think to that's that world. Right. Moving back to the world where the Delver was still a problem back then, like whatever back then is, the, literally since Innistrad has been printed. There is no back then. Delver has been the crux of every banning outside of top for the last decade. If you get rid of whatever the, the most recent threat or whatever the most recent card advantage is, you can siphon off the symptom and then they'll print something else or they'll just go to the next thing that best fulfills that role. And then because the shell remains intact and the shell is the most powerful thing you can be doing, it will continue to be the best thing. Like this is not a new conversation. Everybody, no, anytime anybody's like, like Delver, the Delver shell has been the issue for getting cards banned from all the way from Treasure Cruise to Renin 6, all the companions. I would venture to say that as good as as Renin 6 was in that shell, it didn't need to be a Delver to get itself banned. Like, Look, the I'm fact not that it like, in a format with Wasteland was enough to get it banned. I'm saying that the, the Delver shell itself has been the most powerful thing to be doing and caused every ban that has happened over a decade, so much so that Delver has also dictated which other decks are actually playable at competitive events. So when Renin 6 was legal, the best deck in the format was Storm because Storm didn't care about Renin 6 Delver. Because they had a bunch, they had a bunch of cool yeah. cards in their deck. When Ragavan, yeah. when Ragavan was legal, one of the best decks in the format was DNT because they didn't care about a two-one monkey on the ground. It's not like a, a nod to those decks being powerful. It's a yeah. nod to those decks being powerful positionally being against the deck the that's time, actually yeah. good. 
Like the deck that's actually powerful is the one that people need to, to worry about. And then those happen to just naturally be the best position decks against how Delver is built in that current format. So here's, Del here's my question then. Do you think that a format a format version of what uh, of the opposite of what this is exists for you? Like, I don't think there is a format where, de where Delver in at least tempo style decks aren't a deck. Like that's, I think that's what we're looking at here. Assuming that Force of Will can't go anywhere because it's a check on the format. Assuming Wasteland can't go anywhere because it's a check on the format. Assuming that if you get rid of Ponder, it just gets replaced by Preordain. Assuming that you're not going to get rid of Brainstorm because if any card, I fucking hate the argument that there's like an identity to the format. But if there was an identity to the format, it's Brainstorm because you can't actually play that card anywhere else, right? It's a one of in vintage. You can't play it in modern. Like it is actually distinctly a, a differentiating factor from the other formats that aren't just Modern Horizons too constructed. Popper. Popper doesn't, yeah, Popper doesn't have Popper. fetches. So it's like, okay. Um, Dude, Popper has fetches. Anyway, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, the thing is though, is yeah. that like, if the, if the argument is that Brainstorm is the actual, is an actual untouchable the same way that Force and uh, Wasteland are, even though it's not a, a, a format check. Ponder, just gets very easily replaced by the next best cantrip, which is in, which means that you'd have to just ban the entire slew of cantrips, which just seems crazy because then how do you actually calibrate what that format would look like if you're making that kind of decision in a room? You know, like how do you possibly calibrate that? You could look at modern and, and say like, oh yeah, ponder and preordain don't exist there, but then it's like, okay, well, are we just banning legacy to make it more like modern? Isn't that not the goal? We don't want I don't, that. Anyway, yeah, yeah, anyway I don't that, that's a whole different thing. None of those cards are systemic problems. I, I've talked about this before, but Days is the one card that is systemic an issue. It will always make the cheapest threat more powerful. It will always exacerbate the die roll. It will always be something that every other deck in the format, when you play something, has to be conscious. You build your curve thinking about days. You play around days when you play. Everything about days does not promote systemically healthy environments. It's you just think that they like, could... the design of the card. That's just how it works. It's an, e it's an even trade. It will always trade up on mana. And now that there are cards that enable the downside of it, right? Like the whole argument before when Ragavan was going was like, oh yeah, Ragavan offsets the downside of days. Do you know what else does that now? Any powerful instant or sorcery with Mystic Sanctuary. Are you going to say that Mystic Sanctuary is the card that needs to go because Delver's adopted it and now gets to no. turn all of their dazes into mystical tutors? Like, I think I think no, that's crazy, right? But that's what I'm not like. Wait, I'm saying that, all like, of their dazes like, into mystical. Oh, okay, will, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like every yeah, yeah. every card, like if you ban expressive iteration, they just replace it with whatever new card draw engine is the most powerful thing to be doing. When Merktide goes, they just adopt whatever the most powerful threat is in that slot like they've done forever, whether it's going back to Gurmag or whatever. And it's like, okay, yeah, maybe they weaken their mana base a little bit, but they're not playing any basics now. They're playing six volcanic islands and a mystic sanctuary. Like yeah. if, if you wanted to crush them with Wasteland, you could like, yeah, maybe you can cut them off a of color every once in a while. But like, if you wanted to cut them off colors or not have them have access to perfect mana bases, then you got to look at Fetchlands. You just so play like, choke at that point, I think, right? It, it's, it, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think that like the discussion of any of the other cards, it just is everybody including us repeating ourselves and you could just replace every one of those cards with every other card that has been banned since look at like the conversation around Ragavan, the conversation around Dreadhorde Arcanist, the conversation around Ren and Six, the conversation around Loras, the conversation around Treasure Cruise. It's all the same. Every single time the conversation is exactly the same and the result will likely be exactly the same. I will just replace those cards. It will continue to be the best deck. I will concede this one point to you. If they ban days, I will not quit Legacy. If they banned Brainstorm, I'm fucking done. I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. If you are, anybody who's played Blue, if they ban Brainstorm, there, at that point, there isn't really a reason to play Legacy over Modern because all of the powerful cards, for the most part, 
that are legal in Legacy now are also modern legal, except for Uro. But the thing is, then you also get other cards like, you know, that are banned in, in Legacy, like you can play with Ragavan and Renden Six again or whatever. There, there isn't, if, if you ban Ponder Brainstorm, which at the same time, I don't think anything should be left on, off the table. Like I think you do whatever's healthiest for the format. Brainstorm actually is a differentiating factor between the formats. So if you wanted to be like, you can play with Brainstorm in Legacy, which you can't do in Modern, but in Modern, you can play with the Modern Horizons 2 cards. It's like, okay, at least, at least there is some differentiating factor there. Is Brainstorm too powerful? Yes, obviously it's objectively too powerful. Like that's not a secret. There are a lot of problems. The thing is that if, if we're talking about specifically not having Delver constantly be the reason why we have to ban everything because it's S tier every time, we, we can't continue banning symptoms. We have to ban part of the shell, which is efficient threat, days, wasteland. Wasteland is a check. The, the threats are imminently replaceable, right? Like we saw Ragavan go and nothing changed. If anything, Delver got better against bad matchups. Another issue about the whole Delver being the best deck thing is, is also numbers. Like they're just more, more people play Delver. And I think that has to do with the fact that the deck itself is, it's not, it's not necessarily cheap to build. It's a $4,000, $5,000 deck, but every single card in that deck is either 50 cents or it's playable in every other deck in the format. Yeah. I also don't think that like cost or access should be a consideration for ban discussions because they banned the most expensive card out of Modern Horizons 2 from Delver sure. in Ragavan. And the reserve list isn't going anywhere. So the format is already gatekept by price. So like the idea that price could actually have an influential factor. I mean, I, I like, think my argument speaks to the opposite of that is that if you, it's not so much like, hey, if you ban Delver, it's, you know, you're going to screw over my financial investment in Volcanic Islands. It's that everybody owns these like 40 cards, right? Oh, oh that's sure. why, yeah, and that's yeah. why they're playing Delver uh, is because uh, uh, even if Delver yeah. gets banned, they can, uh, they can then be like, well, I guess I'll just play eight cast. Like I did. I kept my force of wills when I, when I sold all my cards and I'm like, okay, well I can play, I can play eight cast because I own force of wills. Yeah. That's a good portion of the deck, you know, or, you know, it's, it's the old, like, I think Reed Duke a long time ago when I was getting into, into legacy wrote a format, uh, wrote an article about, do you want to buy lion's eye diamonds or do you want to buy uh force of right. wills? And that's yeah. going to determine the sort of legacy player you are, right? Cause you're, you're able to take those cards and move them into different decks and I think that's that's a big factor when we're determining like why Delver is the most played deck, you know, why why its percentage in the format is is X. Because like, sure, like I could go out and buy a bunch of Thalias and stuff, but like I can't port Thalias over to five other decks, you know, or you know, whatever, like Caracas, you know, name the most expensive card in some other deck and be like, how many other decks can that be played in? You know, if the answer isn't Force of Will and Wasteland, right? Like, what is it? After yeah, Fetch yeah, Lands, I, I, after I, fetch lands you, yeah. and, and Duels, right? Like, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I don't think that card crossover, card costs, or any of that is something that can realistically be considered when it comes to... But I think, it, I think it does get considered. Make the format healthier, quote unquote. Yeah, I, I mean, to make the format healthier, no. But I think it does get considered just because... Like, because if that was the case, they'd have got like, I, the whole reserve list, you know, and been I, like, okay, everybody I, can now play with I their agree. things. At that point, though, then they just make new formats that don't have those things, yeah. right? Like, we, we I agree that. that they're busted, but, like, there's a difference between banning a card and overhauling the format. Now, if they were to, at this point, there are so many cards that when they, if, if they were to overhaul the format, they would just make a new format. So I mean, we've already proven it, that you don't even need Delver to play Delver, right? Like, Ragavan was proof of that. Well, the, we well that's what I mean. Delver, Delver's, best Delver's, you know? Delver's interchangeable. 
Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just saying that like, as we, the, the community builds back up to make more noise for another band on Watsi following up, recognizing that like Blue Red Delver is still like public enemy number one or whatever, that if Watsi and the community is just happy to continue having this conversation for the rest of forever by just constantly banning whatever the newest symptom is that is absorbed by the shell and then incidentally punishing other decks that were also using those tools. If that's just what we want, the for, what the format is going to be and we're, and the majority and Wasi are okay with that, okay, but then state that. Like, let us know that that is clear. Like when I asked Gavin on Twitter, I was like, are cards like Ponder and Days Untouchable? He he hedged and said, he it's not his it's not his space in Watsi. Like he's not part of that <laughs> yeah, team. Of but he I'm also said that. that, but he also said that nothing is off the table, yeah. theoretically, which is also a hedge, right? Because yeah, it means course. that like they're, they're not making a public statement one way or the other. Yeah. And I think that is as long as that's the case, as long as there isn't a definitive barring the most egregious of circumstances with an example of what that might look like, these cards are the pillars of legacy that we will never touch the same way we will never touch the reserve list. And until we have something like that, you have to keep looking back at the systemic cards that cause all these problems, one of which is days. You, like if you right, don't, wait. then you, if, if you don't do that, then you're voluntarily overlooking the actual cancer and, and just trying to get rid of your runny nose. Before we go too too far down down that rabbit hole, we'll take a mo- moment, take a take a breath. And let's quickly talk about Moxfield. So most of you know that Moxfield is a sponsor of the podcast. They've been uh, helping us, you know, make the updates, make the make the video look better, make the sound quality look better. You got this uh, spinning background thing here because I had the time to set aside uh, because of, because of the extra cash flowing in from, from Moxfield and from our Patreons. So let's, qu- let's quickly talk about Moxfield. Moxfield is a amazing deck building website. Definitely check it out. It's a great place for uh, for legacy deck lists to share your deck lists. Great place for commander if you're into that as well it's just all all around a really cool uh website and you can use it on your phone you don't need an app for it just a heads up go to moxfield.com and check that out check out moxfield all right let's get back into talking about dates here here's here's another (laughs) example so if if we're like okay phil what are the other examples of systemically problematic cards as opposed to just cards that are powerful that then prove to be too good urza saga obviously too powerful but it is an example of a card that will be systemically problematic the same way that Days is once there's enough cards that exacerbate it to the point where it's just the best thing to be doing. So I certainly look has, at every time a one mana artifact comes out now, I'm like, okay, so this is fine. When, when you're building your deck, you have to be thinking about Days because it's part of the best deck, right? And if the best deck in the format is going to be guaranteed at a, a tournament with stakes in it at 30 plus percent, and you're like, okay, well, statistically, I'm going to run into a Days deck whether it's Delver or Doomsday, at least twice, statistically twice. And that means that if I don't have a good matchup or I die, to, if I lose to a Days deck, I get that they need different tools to beat to be both of them, but they both, I, I, I have to consider Days in both. If I lose twice, I can no longer win that event. Correct. Okay, now the format is going to be warped by that card. If Urza Saga has enough, of, uh, enough homes beyond just eight cast, and then it is played at the same percentage, you could theoretically swap everything that we've said about days for Urza Saga in that, okay, well, if I can't beat Urza Saga the same way that, or if I have to contort my deck to consider Urza Saga at least this many times in a tournament the same way that I do days, then if we're like, oh, we'll just ban Retrofitter Foundry. Oh, just get rid of uh, Shadow Spear. And it's like, that would be the equivalent of being like, get rid of Murktide, get rid of Expressive Iteration. Like, yes, 
The tools I mean, they've made bands it. for that reason before, right? Uh, we've we've had stuff like that. That's just like, okay, well, if we keep running into this problem, it doesn't make sense to ban anything but the thing that makes everything else a problem, right? Yes, it's it's. I, I get that. Like, it sounds crazy. The idea of comparing fucking Retrofitter Foundry to Merktide Region is just like the weirdest comparison. <laughs> the thing is, is that Merktide is good because of the shell that it's in. What like Merktide has not showed up in any other reasonable decks other than. Sagavan when it was legal, in which case it was just abusing all of the cards together because yeah. Ragavan tied the room together. But it was still a Delver, it was still a, a Days Wasteland deck backed by Free Counter Magic and Blue Red Delver. That's it. That's it. It's like and, and, and Death and, and, Shadow. And Death, yeah, Death Shadow, a Day's Death. Or uh, yeah, or, or, temp, or Tempo Doomsday, which just using it as so, a as a as a pivot, not a plan. So here's here's my issue, right? Is that if you and this is this is bad logic, but I I, I do want to put it out there. What happened to uh, a lot of the format when a lot let's give it 12 percent of the format when we banned sensei's dividing top those decks couldn't even exist anymore See, i'm not talking about miracles decks. i'm talking about decks like oh, Doomsday and time and painter yeah those decks got really bad for a very long they time they're only yeah. now starting to kind of come back and maybe this is part of that well, like then. you know well, pa painter coming pa painter painter has come back entirely and solely on the back of versus saga yeah, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, like, well, the, I mean, the painter part of the deck is good. The Earth that leads into part that of the point. deck is good. Yeah, that leads yeah. into that point is like now we've created another monster, you know. And I, look, I'm currently playing Urza Saga. I'm also currently playing Days, not in the same deck. I love both those cards. And I, I think I'm more worried about the longevity of Urza Saga after like two or three years than I am worried about. I, I, I don't think they're going to get rid of Days. To, to reiterate, the, the, the argument that I'm making is not that Days or, or Urza Saga or whatever like should ex, like explicitly have to go. I'm saying that those are those cards are examples of systemically problematic cards that will continue and yeah. remain to be problems as more cards get printed and adopted into the format. They will always be the things that are causing the problems. The power level on cards that they print are just going to be powerful cards, but it doesn't necessarily mean that powerful cards would be the problem. The systemically problematic cards are the ones that are pushing it over the edge, and examples of those kinds of cards are Days in Urza Saga. Yeah. So that's where I'm saying like the idea of what needs to go, people clashing like, what is the card that actually needs to go? That's where I go, we need to have a target as to what we want the format to be. If we say legacy is a home and should be a home for systemically powerful problematic cards because those cards should have a place where players can play them, then expressly say, we are never touching these cards. Here's a list of cards that will never be touched. And we will continuously add cards to that list that will never be touched, yeah. barring some extraneous circumstance and then giving an example of what that circumstance might be. So but if they do that, that but before, before you continue on that point, if they do that, that means that they need to print, they need to start printing answers to those kinds of cards. They can do sure. that, but or they're going to have to print innovative. stuff. They're going to have to, it's, it, it, it becomes a nuclear, uh, like, you know, well, a nuclear you, power race. You, you have, you have the, the issue where they, at one point they did that express, they expressly did that. Before they banned top for counterbalance, they print, they printed Abrupt Decay. And Aaron Forsyth said that in design, they designed Abrupt Decay specifically to get rid of counterbalance. What a bunch of idiots. That's not like that, 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 that like. I, they, I believe they, they you. expressly I believe designed Abrupt Decay to get rid of counterbalance. I'm not making that up. Like, My dudes. And that's fine. <laughs> Put a split it's second on it. Like, what's well, wrong with you? Even if they wanted to print cards to beat the cards that are issues for people in, in a format. Answers are never going to be as good as the thing as the best thing to do. 
Like you can do the best that thing. That was the issue. Do that thing. the best thing. Trying to beat the best thing will never be as good as just doing the best thing. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons is because let's say you crush all of the decks that play Deathrite Shaman because your deck is built to beat Deathrite Shaman. You still lose to the other 70% of the meta. Yeah, right? like, it, it is one of those things where like you may go into an event and never run into any of these cards, right? Like it's it's totally theoretically yeah. possible that you're, you know, you will just dodge all of it and run into, you know, Uro nine times in an event. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. But like that that's irrelevant, right? Like the, the idea here is like, like the, the data supports these are the numbers for the decks that are that are seeing play at the top level, what you are likely to run into, because those are the things that are going to impact your deck building decision, assuming that you are of the capacity to move between decks as you as you see fit for uh, events that you're playing in. So for the most part, I feel like I've I've said where I, I my argument yeah. where I stand on all of it. It's just like if you actually want to make a realistic change and not just be having the same conversation every three months, you have to go after the systemically problematic cards. Until you do that. You're just putting a Band-Aid on the wound and never actually treating it. And yeah. if you want, and if and it's totally fine. Like it is totally fine if you want to just continuously replace the bandage. Like if that's what you want to do, that's okay. You have to make that explicitly clear because otherwise everybody in the community will just continue to badger you about how there needs to be something to fix the problem. The thing is, is that we are assuming that this is a problem because you haven't told us that that isn't a problem because yeah. that's that's just part of like Mishra's fact. Mishra's workshop in vintage just gets to exist forever, right? Yeah, it's, it, we they, it's it's unspoken, but we're pretty positive they're not getting rid of that card. Well, also like Aaron Forsyth with transgressive cards need a place to live. It's like okay, if Mishra's workshop is explicitly never getting touched, then we as a community go okay unless there's an overwhelming majority of people that are like, wait a minute, no, Watson, you can't do, none of us actually want that. Then we can all change our conversation going, instead of being like, guys, we need to fucking ban days. We need to look at like the systemic problem of the format. If they're just like, days is untouchable no matter what happens, then I will go, oh, part of talking about the format and what it needs, can't talk about this topic because that is decided. So therefore, what can we actually do? And, and, and at which point, if that's the case, then you can look at cards like the newest power level thing that that Delver has just adopted, whether it's expressive or Merktide or whatever. But until then, you got to look at the systemic the systemic problems. And if you're not going to do that, then you're just willingly looking over the actual problems. So your point is there are no sacred cows. I'm saying if there are sacred cows, we need beyond to know. force of will and, and wasteland, yeah. you have to you have to explicitly say it, write it somewhere, acknowledge it, embrace it. And, and point to it every time it someone says you should ban this. You're like, no, no, no. And look. back it up with your decision making yeah. and be like, these are the untouchable pillars. Really, what that's doing is it's actually articulating what the identity of the format is. Yeah. I hate the argument it's the format's identity because there's no such thing. <laughs> there could be. There could be. Yeah, there could definitely be. Yeah, yeah. But until you right. do that. Yeah. So I'll agree. I'll agree with you on that point. I think I think there's a a lot that needs to change. I think to your point, if Watson just stepped up and said this is how the format is, we would have a much better idea of what actually needs to change. We would actually be able to have a conversation where we're all looking at the same goal. We're looking yeah. at the same target. We're not all looking at a, a, a bunch of different potential targets and trying to figure out how to best get to the target that we're looking at. We would yeah. all at least be having the same conversation. All right. Well, I think I think that does it for us this week. Then we we've made some points. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you're thinking a little bit better about about where the format lies, and you have a little bit better of an idea of what what you think should change. Yeah, I, I, that that is one thing. Like. I get that I'm pretty I'm pretty hard and fast and in, in my my thoughts on this. I, I still am interested in hearing what 
other people think on the, on the topic, because for the most part, from at least the conversation that I've had, whether it's on the podcast, on Twitter, in other chats, for the most part, I recognize I'm in the minority here. Most people are, are on in the same headspace as you are from the beginning of the episode where you're like, don't touch days, that'd be crazy. I mean, I still don't want them to touch days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I'm saying that, like, my personal experience is that more people are in that headspace yeah. than they are in my headspace. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, with, with that said, I think we should uh, thank our Patreon supporters. Thanks so much. Uh, you know, obviously we've got, we've got a much better look and a much better sound now. And that, that is partially thanks to you guys. Um, if you want to join the club at uh, patreon.com slash eternal dirtles, please do. Uh, if you want to join our discord, that's below. We've got some sick merch. Yo, get those, fanny, get those fanny packs though. For, for hold real. on, like, hold on. I'm going to get the fanny pack real fast. Here we go. You're going to get the fanny pack. I'm going like, to grab it. Yeah. You know, you're all going, you, we're, we're, they're, they're starting GP's back up and command vests back up and you need a fanny pack to hold like your dice bag and stuff. Like you don't want to be having to dig through your dice or like, you know, rolling your dice out onto the table every single time you need something or like pulling it out of the drawer in your box. Just have a nice little fanny pack. Have some snacks in there. Here we go. It's perfect. Got your dice. Boom. Got your dice. Got your snacks. You get your... You got a little uh, thingy in there. Yeah, it's great. You got, you got and dice, there's a, you got there's a bag inside the bag, guys. Look. What's... You got swag. You got fashion. You know? It's got a, it's got you're a take, pocket on the back. You're, you're taking Magic the Gathering and making it fashion. You're taking Magic the Gathering and making it fashion. Yeah, dude. Come on. Everybody needs uh, everybody needs that. a Eternal Dirtles fanny pack. And they're better now because I've got the shadowing on, on the, the new ones. So you're losing money by not buying this, as, as we said earlier in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah can't afford to not get that fanny pack. can't afford to not buy it anyhow uh thanks so much for listening and uh we will see you all next week it's force of philip on the track yo i didn't think about it this way before but when i stopped casting brainstorm i realized all you players are junders you're just a bunch of junders bro two for ones in top decks Green Sun Zenith prospects. Well, if you don't cast Lord C's turn one, then I don't want to hear no chat about blunders. You play as agendas, lilies and bobs and oozes, tomagoy bruises, colagons, command chooses, discard shatter or twofers, disentomb endurance, punishing buyers looping, and you losing because we him into to rock. So you're playing off the top, cascading always goes for broke, lightning gonna hit you with the smoke, these braids are flapping off your blood, tap four, we cast a Dracula, collect another trophy, assassinate you when we play enchantress, we back to nature, so pay eight life, you fucking coward, flex your grip like it's full of power, forget the student debt you're racking, master losers just keep attacking, who cares if Uro blanks your deck, we're in too deep to course correct, we're some availed, we'll cling to dust, curse the cup all the way Lily does, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying to you just yet, but if you ain't casting Brainstorm, then you gotta keep the fucking pressure on them. Jund will fuck up D&T, wrath the board, pernicious deeds. They'll rebuild what we're engineering, explosive, side of clearing. But please don't try to go recruit and last hope will smack it and abuse it. This is madness. Fatal push, commit war crimes, George W. Bush. Bruh, I get it, all the good cards are in blue. And Merc Tide is an absolute fucking beating. But if you don't cast Lord Seas turn one, then I don't want to hear no qualms about dragons. Papyro blasting, fuck escaping Uro and his dumb play patterns. Surgical extraction, calls games like James Madden. Tough acting to acting, and now we're gaining some traction by dashing in Ragavan the Goat, casting cards off the deck. And if they be playing blue, 
then they'll show us some respect. We used to play the cards, they traded one for one, but then they changed the bar and that was undone. And now the black cards were unplayable, but we jumped so hard we're unassailable, uh.